This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket. Uh, this week I'm stoked to be joined by uh, two local creators, I guess, because you guys do a bit around the place and um, you guys have actually started a new theatre company, which yeah. is very exciting. Um, I've got Jason and Glenn from Wing Valley Productions here and I'm hoping to get the inside scoop on a dark, twisty, and utterly unforgettable masterpiece from one of Ireland's most treasured writers. Intrigued? I am, to be honest. Um, kia ora, guys. Kia ora. Uh, so, dark and twisty, that's some um, big vibe for me. Yes, it, it describes the play very well. Um, so the, the play is The Pillow Man yep. um, by Martin McDonough. Uh, and yes, it is dark, it is twisty. It is darkly funny. Um, we've had a lot of good laughs and rehearsal with, with it, so um, it's been it's been an enjoyable process. So okay, it is funny. It is funny. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's quite interesting. <clears throat> when I first picked up the script, it I, I had to do it in two settings. I couldn't read the whole thing in one go because it is quite heavy. But once you hear it spoken, <clears throat> that's where the kind of the comedy starts coming through and. The, yeah, it's it's very much dark comedy, but there's a lot of comedy in there. Because I feel like, I'm not going to lie, I feel like I've heard a lot about The Pillow Man in kind of the Kirikiriroa creative community since you guys announced that you were doing this show. Like, I feel like people have been talking about it, talking about how, like, dark it is. And so mm. that's why I'm kind of shooketh with the comedy. <laughs> yeah. But um, I feel like you guys, a, a good place to start today would be kind of asking, like, what's it all about? Like, in a non-spoilery, like, safe way. <laughs> yeah, so the general rundown, uh, Guy writes stories, a lot of his stories feature violence, specifically violence towards children. He is arrested and interrogated by a couple of detectives because his stories have been being acted out. Um it sort of can't really go much further than that without getting into spoiler territory, but mm. it, it sort of unpacks a lot of layers as it goes on as to sort of why he's the way that he is, why things have been happening this way, that kind of thing. Okay, mm. so a writer is writing a play about a writer. Yes. It's a wee bit meta. It is a little bit. Obviously not fully, otherwise that'd be a big yikes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not completely meta, no. Um, but it, it does... Um, we I've read you know stuff from Martin McDonough saying that it is kind of a um, a play to uh, respond to critics of his work. Um, so he he's the the person who wrote and directed uh, In Bruges, the movie In Bruges. Oh yes. Um, and so I, I think the comedy is probably very similar yes. in in <laughs> that vein. Um, but it is a response to critics of his work and and I guess um, some of his. His, his dark work and that sort of thing so yeah 
And, I mean, I wonder if you guys have been asked this before in the lead-up to, you know, the Pillow Man going on stage, but, like, how? Why? Where did you find, you know, like, how how did you guys get onto this play? So this one, I was looking for different ideas for plays, actually, for Playbox, which I'm also involved with. Mm -hmm. And part of what I was doing was going through previous Tony Award winners and nominees for Best Play. And I can't remember which year, but it was nominated one year. And the name stood out to me, so I sort of picked it up, found a script online, gave it a bit of a read. <laughs> As I sort of mentioned, I had to do it in a couple of sittings, and from by, by the time I'd finished, just because of the layers of depth behind the darkness, I knew I had to put it on. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jason uh, brought it to me, and I had a read of it as well, and had a look into some of it, and I think one thing that stuck out for me was... I think in the original cast was um, David Tennant. Oh, yes. Um, and Jim Broadbent as and well. And Jim Broadbent. So D- David Tennant's one of my favourite actors. So, um, Is he your favourite Doctor? Uh, no, he's not my favourite Doctor. Who's your favourite Doctor? The 11th Doctor, Matt Smith. Okay, I'll allow it. Yeah. David but Tennant's David, my favourite Doctor. David Tennant's a close second. Okay. That's a slight segue, but that's all right. Yeah, we'll, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I read it, and, and uh, Jason and I had already been talking about... Um, kind of starting to do some of our own stuff that um you know wouldn't necessarily have a place within playbox or at rivoli theater um and starting to look at some i guess uh not not necessarily edgy but stuff that that is deep and makes you think Mm. um would challenging be the inept challenging is definitely an apt word for it Mm. um yeah and so we decided this would be the first play we put on we wanted to kind of come out with a bang um i mean it sounds like you guys are well on your way for that (laughs) yeah definitely yep um but yeah it's been an an awesome process um and it is a a a very darkly funny play um anyone with a dark sense of humor will absolutely love it see i i want to commend you guys this is why i'm glad that i've got you on the show about five minutes in but um i'm glad that i've got you guys on to kind of expand on this because as I've already said like I've been looking at this I've have seen stuff about this play heard stuff about this play and I was like oh I don't know but then hearing you guys talk more about it I'm like oh okay maybe we in maybe it is like I have done some like preliminary research I've read some plot summaries it's a time. Yeah. It's a t- like I'm not I'm not going to deny that, but like as you were just saying Glenn, like kind of kicking things off with a bang and getting some challenging theater on stage. And Hamilton audiences I would say are receptive to to that because there's been it's not like this is the first show of its kind that's been put on in the Tron. It's probably the first time that um the Pillow Man's been put on in the Tron. I wonder if it's actually been done in New Zealand. Yes. Only once, I believe, with Auckland Theatre Company. It's okay. about a decade ago now. <laughs> yeah. Alright. And is it still do you know, is it still kind of put on overseas? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think um I think there's a couple happening at the moment, but even just popping onto social media and looking at like Yeah. Tags for Pillow Man and the mm. characters' names, there's a lot of stuff popping up so that's still yeah happening around mostly america but like inside reference that will only kind of hit for those out there who have um saw geezers um hamilton playboxes geezers <laughs> earlier this year glenn that's all i'm gonna say yeah no, <laughs> the uh, pillow man. yeah uh it's 
without giving too much away about the players, it's becoming a bit of a um, typecast for me for the role I'm playing in the play as well. Okay. Um, it's yeah, it's it's definitely um, interesting that it comes right on the heels of Geezers. Yes. Um, and the role I had in that. So yeah, I can't say much more without giving away spoilers. But yeah. <laughs> I, who would have thought that um, talking about like inside jokes on a podcast would work? Probably <laughs> doesn't, but but we just did it. Um, there'll, be, there'll be people out there who know exactly what yeah, we're talking yes. about. Yes. <laughs> Got to give them a little Easter eggs then, exactly. guys. But okay, so Glenn, you're in the show. I am in the show, yes. Jason, are you directing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Definitely I, did a research before this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to audition for my role. So okay. Just... Mm. Clarify That's that. All right. <laughs> brought on. I brought on a third party as well to be on the audition panel, just so that there was an objective voice as well. So, okay, I vibe yeah, no, that. We were quite um, proper with our process. Proper. Yeah, quite transparent about it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I feel like when you're dealing with a challenging kind of heavy work like this, it's it's good to kind of start with everything being air quotes proper or like very open kind of honest doing it by the book because i mean like it's as i keep saying it's heavy stuff and so i feel like the openness only aids the rehearsal and production process yeah and and as part of that we've talked through to the cast um throughout the process about how they're feeling about it um you know we've got a 15 year old in the cast who um is playing a role that um is in probably one of the more challenging scenes to watch in the play Mm. um and um you know we've been checking in with her and her mum to make sure everything's been okay her mum's been at rehearsals and that sort of thing um we've had someone on standby who is a trained counsellor um in case any of the cast needed to talk through anything or anything like that so it's something we definitely took very seriously um with the content of the play and, and everything that goes on in it yeah that's awesome to hear that you guys are, you know, taking that approach. And I'm, as I keep saying, your cast and team will appreciate it, I'm sure. And um, you mentioned that you've got a 15-year-old in your cast. I might just sneaky ask a segue question. Is there an age rating for this show? We haven't set a rating. Mm. Uh, we've said not recommended for people under 16. Okay. Um I did a bit of sort of research on overseas production, the previous productions of it, and a lot of them didn't put a rating on it all, but um, or just said like mature audiences. Yeah, I think mature audiences can definitely handle it, but I, I would not recommend for under sixteens. Yeah, I feel like it's this comes up often on that ticket when I ask this question of people who are putting on shows, and sometimes it's less of a case of oh, if your age, but more of a case of what you're like yes you know because i i taught what you're saying about um no one under 16 because what i've read about the play i'm like that that tracks Mm. but even then if you're 17 or 18 or 19 or whatever it still might be a bit much or it could go the other way you know so yeah yeah you know there's probably some adults that it's much yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's it's always a weird kind of task. Yes, yeah. But it, it's it's better to be like overcompensate or have every warning under the sun than someone rock up and be like, oh no, this was a mistake, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so we've I mean on the on the iTicket website and also in our pre-show announcement, we've we've listed all the 
kind of content warnings. Um, and it's a big list. It's, it's, a, it's a fairly decent yeah, list. It's almost as long as the blurb. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, and, and again, that's something we've we've really taken into consideration as well as um, we are going to have someone on site um, if anyone needs to step out for whatever reason, mm. um, someone there that they can talk to. Um, if they need to talk about anything or anything like that. so And with the pre-show recording, we have also sort of worked on a, look, if you feel the need to step out for a moment, like, go go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Understands, yeah. yeah. Open door vibes. Yeah. And um, so the show, you're running, it's at Navarra Lounge, yes. opening yes. 25th of October um, through to the 27th. That's yes. right. Yep. Yep. We're doing yep. three shows. Yep. yep. And 8pm start. Yes. Yep. 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 And uh, you've already mentioned that your tickets are available right now via iTicket. Uh, Twenty-five dollars. That's right. Yep. Yep. I don't know why I'm like fact checking with you guys, even though <laughs> like I went on the website, but I'm always like, oh, what if I say the wrong thing? <laughs> um, okay, so you're not too you're not too far away from um, kicking off, then, are you? No, we're less than two weeks. Well, just over a week away yeah. from kicking off. Um, which is exciting and terrifying, as it always is with a, a theatre production at this stage. Of course, yeah. That's about apt, and I feel like I encounter a lot of people in this phase, or usually it's in this phase, or it's when they're in their tech week. And so I feel like I see people at their best and their absolute worst in, yeah. this, in the same <laughs> interview sometimes. No. Mm. But, um, okay, I'm going to break for a song, but um, then I want to ask you some more kind of probing questions about The Pillow Man. Um, I'm kidding, mostly. Um, <laughs> but no, I want to uh, kick off the first track of today's episode with a very special segment on That's the Ticket. Uh, it's called Rick's Pick. So I have an Uncle Rick. He is a great listener of music, great listener of radio. And when he found out I was starting my um, show, That's the Ticket, here on Free FM, he's like, okay, I'm going to give you a list, and every week you can play Rick's Pick. And every week I have. And I try to go on theme. Very hard to find <laughs> um, a track that was on theme with the Pillow Man. So I've kind of gone the other way. It's October, so I've just gone for something a bit spooky. Hmm. And um, it's one of my favourite songs uh, by Stevie Wonder. Uh, it's a little track called Superstition. Absolute mm, nice. banger. Um, I've been saving this one for a rainy day, Uncle Rick, and I decided today is that day, even though it's not currently raining. But, you know... Um, but here's Superstition and we'll be back.
that was Superstition, this week's Rick's Pick. Bit of a spooky theme this week, because uh, Halloween is nearing, and honestly, I just love that song. So thank you, Uncle Rick. I mean, I feel like every week when I play Rick's Pick, I'm like, that was good, or I'd never heard that song, and it was good. Like, I've never had one that I haven't liked. Your Uncle Rick does seem to have a good taste in music. He really does, and honestly, I feel like he'd absolutely, like, kill on a quiz team. Because his musical knowledge is just incredible. Yeah. Like, I think he'd do very well on the chase. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it was just specifically, a, like, a music-themed episode of The Chase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always find that the, the quiz teams I'm on are missing a music person. So. Okay. Yeah. Uncle maybe, Rick, maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's mine. Um, okay. He's on contract for That's the Ticket, guys. But uh, <laughs> you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Today's special guests are Jason and Glenn from Wing Valley Productions. Uh, we've been talking about The Pillow Man, and I want to ask you some more stuff about The Pillow Man. But actually, first, I want to ask you about um, Wing Valley Productions. Yeah. So, like, how? Why? Whom? <laughs> so, Jason and I, uh, we first met in 2018 when we were in a show together. Uh, it was my first show um, since high school. What was the show? Uh, it was called Allegiance. Um, oh, yes. And so, Jason... That was Hamilton Playbox, right? That was a Hamilton Playbox show. Yeah. Um, and it was, there, were, there were four characters, but most of the time it was Jason and I on stage talking to each other. Okay. Um, so for my first <laughs> Playbox show, it was a lot of lines to learn um, and a big role to play. So I was playing Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. Jason was playing Michael Collins. Um, and we hit it off straight away. Um, and we've been friends since then. Um, and uh, just in the last kind of year or so, um, we've been talking a bit more about um, shows that we would like to do that don't really fit with the co-papa of Hamilton Playbox, which we're both uh, members of, um, members of the committee. And so we were looking at avenues for um, how to put some of those shows on. So we, we did look at other local theatre groups um, that do more shows along the line of what we were looking at and whether we could we could get involved with them. Um, but in the end, it, it seemed easier and, and less disruptive to everyone else if we um, went out on our own and, and, and gave it a go. So that's that's how we got here. A uh, fitting superhero origin story, if ever I saw one. <laughs> um, and I want to ask, and I wonder actually, has anyone asked you about why the name? Yes, I get that question a lot. Okay, uh, well, now, I'm asking it again. <laughs> was actually Glenn's idea, so I'll pass back over to him. Yeah, so um, we were trying to think of something that incorporated either how we met, so something to do with allegiance, or um, our names of some sort, or something like that. Um, and uh, the the name, I mean, uh, so obviously Wing, Jason Wing, Jason's last name, um, and valley, um, another word for a valley is a glen. So, oh my gosh, I love that. That is where that name came from. That it, makes and, so much sense. Um, Jason was a against it at first because it it made it look more like it was just him um yeah. and, and valley had nothing to do with me but um <laughs> it sounded like a really good name we came up with a logo my sister designed it for us oh cute um, Glenn sister and um yeah it, it just grew from there um and it it works really well i think i mean it does have a nice ring to it yeah. and it it kind of sounds like even though obviously you guys are new this is your first production that you're getting out there but it's kind of sounds like it's been around 
Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Wing Valley, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And we did obviously Google it to make sure no one else had, you know, already Important. taken the name. Yeah. That's so, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I assume there wasn't? There was not, no, no. Nothing close? Not that I found. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I didn't do hours of research, but yeah, yeah I couldn't you, find anything. You did the appropriate level of Googling, yes. which I will allow. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm just trying to think of like, how could it be used for something else in a slightly humorous way? But you know i have to give if, more time on that yeah if you think of something let me know cause yeah yeah i'm and always down for a good laugh in the space of today's episode okay no <laughs> pressure Damn. um i'm not very good at making stuff up on the fly wing valley oh, fly. fly yeah no i got that that was funny was it better well, well when done. i explained it um oh. so much better. I, I didn't get it before you explained it so it was better once you explained it yes okay glenn is welcome back anytime guys <laughs> um jason jury's still out no i'm kidding i've actually had jason on before uh for it was get smart right yes yes, yes. gosh our history no um yeah you guys have been around for a, for a bit i feel like or at least in the last few years you guys always seem to either be in something or directing something or sometimes both glenn <laughs> yeah no. yeah i um yeah, I I once I did Allegiance, I threw myself into pretty much everything that was going. Um, for, yeah, from there, um, my son wanted to be in Peter Pan, and he was only six, so I auditioned for it as well. Um, and we both got into it, so that was really cool to do a show with my son. Were you playing Peter Pan? I was not. I played um, Nana. And, oh, I was not expecting that, but please continue. And I also played uh, Smee. Oh, yeah, you got Smee in yeah. you yeah, I can um, say it, yeah. or I can smear it. I should say <laughs> that was a good one. Well Thank done. you. Um, yeah, the Nana costume was the hottest costume I've ever worn. Okay, just a giant fur onesie. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm like hottest costume I've <laughs> ever worn. Um, I was the back end of a two person like pantomime camel. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. No, no, it doesn't. Oh, it was fun because it brought joy to others. But well, that's it also... Yeah, that's why we do theatre. was just... Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but it was kind of like sitting in a sauna, yeah. you know. Jason, hottest costume you've ever worn, just because we've gone on this tangent. Uh, that would be what Glenn put me in for Sherlock, probably, where I had... Um, oh, lots of layers. Lots of layers, including a very, very thick coat. <laughs> yeah, but you you looked great, which is the most important thing, right? Yeah. Um, but circling back to uh, Pillow Man, the Pillow Man, I should say, full, yes. full title of the play. So obviously we've established that Jason's directing it, Glenn is in it. Who else you got? Uh, so we've got casts sort of pulled from all over the place mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did open auditions and had a really awesome turnout uh, so Andrew T. Lyle oh yes playing the lead the writer Katurian okay uh, Glenn playing his brother Michael uh, we've got Mel Martin and Nick Clothier as the two detectives oh yep and then in our supporting roles so the young person that we've got who's the one character we didn't actually hold an audition for mm. is Scarlett Edgar and the other two sort of supporting roles who just play a number of the fill-in characters is uh, Georgia Pollock and Eckhard Becker. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Georgia is also our stage manager, so doubling up with having a smaller role. Yes. Okay, so it seems there's some f- familiar faces in there for me and some unfamiliar faces, which is always good. I yeah. love a good mix. Yes. I love um, kind of seeing new people on mm. stage. Well, new to me, mm. I mm. guess. And and it's always great because you see someone for the first time and I'm like, 
I don't know you, but I fully support you. And where did you come from? Where can I poach you? What can we use you? You know, it's always good. And um, you mentioned that you had a really good turnout for your auditions. That is like, I want to, I was going to say surprising. I guess it's not surprising, but because we've been talking about how the plays like quite heavy or quite challenging and probably not commonly known in Kirikirua, mm, New Zealand. Yeah. I'm really like stoked to hear that you guys had a good turnout. I think yeah. uh, part of it is that we were originally going to do it nearly a year earlier and so we had a number of people yeah. there so it kind of generated the interest in the name way before we actually yeah, then yeah, went yeah. and did it. Um, I know for at least one of the people who was in the cast... The reason they auditioned is because they saw it when it was in Auckland a decade ago and it stuck with them. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think also as as an actor, it, it's a play that provides the ability to go quite deep into a character um, and the ability to kind of test your acting abilities. Mm. Um, well, it, it's definitely not your usual, you know? No, mm. exactly. And and all of the characters, there, there are a lot of, a lot of layers to them um, and... Um, there are no kind of one-dimensional characters in the play um, and it it makes for a very interesting play and it makes for a very interesting experience as an actor so yeah and so following on from that your rehearsal process like how long how long have you guys been in rehearsals for actually a couple of months yeah give or take um, just going yeah three nights a week basically and it's been going okay Yes, yep, it's um, it's been an interesting one because there are a lot of lines, but there's also sort of the interrogation room scenes where there's not a lot of blocking involved, so it's very kind of lines-heavy show. Yeah, so um, that's kind of, sorry, I'm interjecting because I'm like, if it, does it entirely take place in an interrogation room? No, no, okay. so two out of the five scenes are in an interrogation room. Uh, one is a prison cell, which is the only scene with... Uh, Michael's brother in it. Okay. And two of the other scenes are sort of asides with the writer telling one of his stories. But, like, as you're saying, it, it seems like it has potential to be very static. I say in yes. air quotes. Yes. Yeah, it's... it's, And that, I guess a, a testament to the, the actors and, mm. and to Jason's directing has been that, um, you know, I, I've, I've been prompting as well when I'm not in a scene and... Um, I'm still getting distracted by what's happening because the the nuances and the way the lines are delivered and the, and the small movements and things on stage can really hold your attention. Mm. Um, so it's it's been it's been a really good process and um, you're right it could it could easily be a very static show. Yeah. But I think with the the actors we've got um, and with the direction we've had, it's it's going to be a um, it's going to hold people's interest. Yeah, it's been definitely a bit of a challenge from a directing point of view in terms of finding ways to achieve it kind of subtly with small things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it's it, it's simple things like who's sitting and who's standing to show How, power dynamics yeah. and that kind of thing. And yeah, no, it's, um, it's been interesting working in such kind of a small, confined and almost static space. And actually, Navarra Lounge, like, the playing area, it's yes. probably smaller than what you're used to. Yes, mm. but definitely. also low-key sounds perfect 
for yeah, this play definitely. and the whole vibe it conveyed. Yeah, when when we uh, first walked into Navarra Lounge, both of us kind of had the same thoughts around how we were going to stage it and um, the the atmosphere when you walk in and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's going to be perfect for this sort of play. Mm. Admittedly, I went into Navarra a little sceptical yeah. about using it as a venue. I'd never been there before. But the minute we'd walked in the doors, I was pretty set on it. Well, because, yeah. like, I've been there a few times and, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, Navarra, music gigs. And then I went to a, I think it was a staged reading. Hmm. And I was like, I was a little bit skepsy spaghetti. But then I'm like, oh, no, this is actually, like, this is a vibe. Yeah. I'm there for this. And mm. I think, yeah, depending on the play or the show that you're presenting it's um yeah it'll real really fit and yeah. it sounds like you know you guys have found your fit which is good yeah and and ivan who runs the navarra lounge has been just fantastic mm. every step of the way um you know been really supportive of what we're doing is keen to get more plays in there mm. um and um, we are i believe the first full play that he's done as well outside of readings yeah yeah i was gonna yeah. say he was yes. quite excited about that yeah, yeah. so he's he's um yeah he's been on board from the start um been really supportive and really helpful which has been great and so have you guys been rehearsing at navarra or rehearsing elsewhere uh so we've actually been using the boardroom at my office for okay. rehearsals love that yeah. Just um, another way of cutting costs for a new fledgling company. Yeah. I mean, again, though, fits, because, as you say, yes. interrogation, prison, it's your work, prison, fits. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know where you work. We do not need to name drop them. I'm kidding, though. If your boss is listening... I, I doubt it. Just going to keep digging this hole I've made for myself. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, Pillow Man running at Navarra Lounge, opening um, very soon. Book your tickets. They're available on iTicket. I assume there'll be door sales, but, like, I'm always pushing people to pre-book. Yeah. Because, like, ticket security just, like, makes me sleep better at night. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly yes. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 weird because I feel like in Hamilton, it's when a show sells out, that's when people get calls being like, I want a book. And I'm like, you've had this long, team. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and we've been pushing the tickets hard with, you know, everyone we know. Because, obviously, you know, being our first show, we want to show what we can do and, and show um, that we know what we're doing in this space. Um, so, yeah, we're we're keen for people to, to see what we've been working on. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to follow that up. But actually, I am going to follow it up. Um, you mentioned earlier, Glenn, that your sister designed the poster. No, no, my the sister logo. did the logo. Uh, Wing Valley logo. Sorry, yes. who did the poster? Ray Powell did the okay. poster for us. Because it's a good poster. Mm. It, and I, I know it's risky talking about something that's very visual on a medium of <laughs> communication yes. that is entirely yeah. <laughs> audio, but I'm going to have a crack. Um, and I will probably uh, put it up with the podcast of this episode, or it'll, when you go to book your tickets, you'll see it. Yeah. But um, yes. <laughs> the person on the poster, is that someone in your cast or is it stock yes. image so that is our 15 year old okay so did a photo shoot had a sort of unprofessional makeup artist who's friend of a friend come in yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah no we um put that all together the image the idea um we sort of bounced a few ideas but that one kind of came from glenn with the sort of showing two sides things aren't kind of 
necessarily what they seem at first kind of thing yeah but um it's very yes. compelling yeah yes. Like, like i said there's you know in in the play no character is is one-dimensional mm. and i think the poster shows that there are layers to to each person um yeah i mean you know just to describe it for those who haven't seen it it's one one side is, is this girl's face looking fairly evil I would say, and the other side is her with with uh, bruises and, and cuts and all that sort of thing, mm. um, looking looking quite beaten up. So, um, I guess it, it's a way of portraying the seriousness of the play, the depth of the play, without giving too much away about the story. Mm. I guess we have actually had a little bit of pushback about the imagery in it as well, uh, with people thinking it's a bit much. It, it like it's, it's definitely <laughs> a second glance. Yes, yeah. Which but, I guess is um, kind of what we were hoping for in a way. You know, you you want people to look at your poster again and yes. yeah, and actually see what it's about um, rather than just glancing over it. Because I mean, I guess the reason it's it's very easy for me to sit here and be like, oh, it's great because I've as I said near the top of the show, like talking to you guys about the show and understanding more about it I'm like oh okay but then first glance when you knew nothing about it, you're like ooh <laughs> yes. but like and still I you know I work in marketing and so I always like to take a minute to uh, commend uh, compelling images because yikes I've seen some graphic design in my time um, <laughs> but I'm going to leave it that, at that and uh, break for another song and uh, the song was uh, gifted to me uh, by my sister Missy Mooney Kilda Missy because uh, I was like oh I've got you know the lads from the Pillow Man on and I feel like I can't do my usual like nts, nts, nts. <laughs> you know so I kind of want stuff that's kind of chill but edgy bit of a vibe and uh, the song is called The Only Thing Worth Fighting For and it's by uh, an artist called Lara Lynn it's, it's groovy I feel like it fits the vibe even though I have not seen the play, but I'm going to make that call um, right Ooh, now. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so uh, don't hate me.
I just want to say right off the bat, um, when that song was on and we were off air, um, Glenn and Jason said they approved and that they liked the song. So, kia ora, Missy. Thank yep. you. Thanks, Missy. Um, fitting, I feel. You know, just like kind of slow, bit intense, kind of like The Pillow Man, although yep. I don't know if that show is slow. Would we call it slow? <laughs> it's It's got a unique pace to it, actually, okay. for a play. Um, there are parts that move very quickly. But it sort of slows down in a way that doesn't really feel that slow, I would say. There's, yeah. It gets very deep and emotional at points. And then other times it ramps up to excitement, aggression, <laughs> that kind of thing. I just feel like it's never going to be slow because everyone's brain is just going to be like, whoa. It's, <laughs> yeah. de- it's definitely a roller coaster. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Of emotions and feelings. And- yeah. Bit of uh, Hitchcock's gun happening in there. Or a bomb. Oh, I'm stuffing up that metaphor. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay I want to skew a little bit away from the pillow man and be a bit cheeky because I always like to ask um, guests this question um, and also it's a great segue for me talking about other upcoming events around Kirikiro yep. but Wing Valley Productions you're yes. kicking things off with um, the pillow man uh, at the end of October Yep. anything else on the books that you're allowed to talk about? Yeah, so we've we've um, booked in some tentative dates for our next show, um, which will be in February. Um, okay. And that uh, will be Anahira, which is a, a New Zealand play written by Emma Kinane. Yes, um, that's a classic. Yeah, so it's, it's about a um, social worker, which is what drew me to it, because I am a social worker, um, and uh, her work with a family. So I won't go too much into it now, because obviously we, we're not in the process of, of doing it yet but um, that's kind of our next set production um, for yep. Wing Valley and you're wanting to go on stage with that in Feb yes so your auditions you're probably literally going to finish Pillow Man and then auditions for Anahira yes, yes. yeah okay. exactly yeah there's like a look in these guys eyes that they're like <laughs> yes but in the eyes they're like we've made this we've made this bed for ourselves yeah. that we are we, going to have to lie in yeah we've we've spent long enough around playbox to be going back to back shows for years though, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah i mean you guys as kind of performers directors production managers everything under the sun ages, yeah. um you guys do have back to back energy because as i said earlier in the show see you guys around constantly everywhere yes. doing everything yeah <laughs> well it seems like i mean you, you direct you act you produce yes surely there's some others like have i'm just trying to think what's the like most out of your usual production role that you guys have ever undertaken probably the tech stuff sound and lighting oh, yeah, yeah yeah i, I mean i, I wouldn't yeah. know the first thing about them. yeah I, I don't touch sound and lighting either it's it's beyond me um i do not understand it <laughs> at all see um, like yeah. lighting like I, lighting is less scary than sound, which is ironic because like right now I'm essentially doing a form of sound, yes. but it's yeah. a it's a lot less chill because there's only three mics and we're all just sitting still. Yeah, and there's no <laughs> band or anything. Or and I don't. Well, I do have to play music, but it's all very guys. I'm gonna do sound. It's just <laughs> it's we'll just get you on happened. sound for our next show. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Locked in. <laughs> we'll hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> Wish we hadn't said this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's recorded now. Now it has to happen. <laughs> um, okay. So keep an eye out on the. Um, I assume Wing Valley. You guys have got a Facebook page. Yeah, we've got a yep. Facebook page and an Instagram page. Yes, I have been um, like creeping on your Instagram. Yeah. Well, no stuff comes up in my Discover page, and I'm like, oh, I click on it. Um, yeah. But did you follow? I mean, I am going to now. I actually can't remember if I have or not. <laughs> Full disclosure. On the spot there. Um, no, it's all, I like it when the tables are turned and people yeah. put me on the spot because normally I'm like, guys, what are you doing that you can talk about, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's fitting that we've turned the tables. But um, to those listening right now, maybe you guys should follow them on Instagram also. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, Wing Valley Productions, um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and yeah, we'll be announcing our auditions for Anahira on there probably after we've done all the marketing for for, for the Pillow Man yeah you don't want to mix your messages too yeah, much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exciting though yes um, very exciting so after that one I won't sort of elaborate too much but we've got a couple more projects in the pipeline uh, one of which is a locally written thing uh, which I won't go into any specifics without the author's permission. We're still oh. kind of in the talks at this point around dates and that kind of thing. I mean, I vibe the the ethics that is happening right now, but I'm also like, I want the tea. Uh, let's just say historical music drama. That's nothing to go on. No, it's not. You're right. You'll have to wait for next time we're on. But yes. res- <laughs> respect you. And the one following that will be our first musical, which will be a Starkid musical. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm definitely going to... So really sort of swinging the extremes of genres yeah. here. <laughs> okay, I'm already guessing, um, mm-hmm. but it's fine. We can have this yarn off air. Yes, Sorry, team. Um, <laughs> but now I'm going to quickly um, take the mic and pretend I haven't been hogging it this whole episode because it's my radio show. <laughs> but um, other upcoming events around the place, in no particular order, The Pillow Man is opening at Navarra Lounge on the 25th of October and running uh, through until the 27th. Shows are at 8pm and tickets are available for $25 via iTicket. Uh, Please note that the show is suitable for mature audiences and not recommended for those under the age of 16. Um, Elsewhere about the place... Hamilton Playboxes Twas the Fight Before Christmas is running at Rivoli Theatre right now until the 29th of October. Uh, they've got 8pm uh, performances and then a 2pm matinee on their on the 29th on their last day. Just go to iTicket. I feel like I bungled that one up a bit. <laughs> um, but I did catch the show. Um, if you came for a laugh, highly recommend that one. Uh, my companion who I took with me to the show cried at one point with laughter just want to stress that it was like positive cry um over at the meteor nowhere baby by melanie ellison is running until the 22nd of october with 7 p.m performances and next up at clarence street they're hosting share the stage on the 28th of october so this is a donation entry event and share the stage is a fundraiser for the waikato regional theater it's a showcase event um that will see performers from across kitty kitty take the stage so People from all over Hamilton are kind of coming together, having a hone on the stage, and audiences can go and you choose what you pay for your ticket, which I think is a mood. That's cool. Big mood. Um, But time is really getting away from us, and I just want to take a minute to thank you guys for joining me um, on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And, like, I'm going to be cheeky. But sometimes I like to end the show by asking people, like, would you rather? 
because in my life as a person I do that a lot and my go-to would you rather is would you rather have axes for arms or swords for legs axes for arms I'm going to go swords for legs. The loss of sort of fingers and opposable thumbs would be a bit much, I think. I, I like walking. I like to be able to walk. So. And you're like, I'm just going to go cut mm. some wood. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'm sure you can sort of practice walking on swords, though. Like, you could. If people can walk on stilettos, you can walk on a sword. I, I feel Jason like is making different. a very compelling point right now. <laughs> point. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, another one that's a bit more on theme for you guys. Because you've both done some directing, you've both done some acting. If you had to pick, like, to only be able to do one for the end of your days, only be able to direct or only be able to perform, what's it going to be? <laughs> some some mm, very I, hard I decisions that, okay. being made right now. That's mean. <laughs> I, that is very mean. I think at where I'm at at the moment, I would pick directing just because there are so many shows I want to do Mm. um and so many really good plays out there that either haven't been done or haven't been done in a while that um I think I would love to bring to the stage so for me it would be directing at the moment okay but Mm. that could change next week (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah I'm gonna go directing as well uh being on stage is amazing it's such a buzz such a vibe (laughs) but um just the whole directing process is so rewarding and seeing kind of the things in your head come to life in front of you with people and props and everything yeah. is so surreal sometimes and I the, yeah I wouldn't want to give that up okay I'll, I'll allow it that, that was good I feel like there was some some solid thought happening there yeah. and now I feel bad about it but also <laughs> I feel like it made quality radio am I are we still allowed to act though you haven't like locked us into a contract um, not yet, okay. but we can discuss that after the show. Very good. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, thanks for joining me today. I've been Hannah Mooney. This has been That's the Ticket on uh, Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. And um, I'll be back next Tuesday. And these guys will probably be close to on stage by next Tuesday. Yep, we will. <laughs> so tune in and go to the show. And um, I'm going to play myself out with... Uh, a track that again I feel is on theme don't know if it is uh, it's called Oblivion and it's by Grimes and then I might just chuck on a bit of Billie Eilish as a cheeky palate cleanse just to end the, end the show on a like still edgy but like pop edgy yeah. um, but uh, Mate Wafam stay safe out there
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.